International break week over. Back to business on the FPL Surgery. Welcome back, listeners. Post-international break week. We are coming to you on the 15th of October, 2019, episode 146 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. First of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back to yourself, too. How was your international break so far? Um, I, I was disappointed with the ongoings in the England game yesterday. I think that was a real shame that in 2019, that was the kind of abuse our players were exposed yeah, to. That's really disappointing. Um, yeah, it's just it's ongoing, isn't it? It seems like an ongoing thing that's just never going to end. I really think they need to clamp down further on it now, don't they? They, they really need to. I mean, it's it's an issue in um, you know in society, in football, and yeah, we've just got to look at ourselves. But uh, yeah, really disappointing. But fair play to England, and great to see Raheem Sterling score. That really is, is the best way to answer that kind of abuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, otherwise, though, nothing special, Iceman. Nothing special. Uh, we've got a good guest, or a good guest, a great guest. Fantastic history in FPL. Finished 16th last year overall. Fantasy Football Scout Hall of Fame number one for the 2018-29 season. Six top 5K finishes, one at 923rd. Um, and the 16th last year as mentioned so this is going to be a good one welcome to the podcast sean tobin hello welcome sean sean great to, to have you on board fantastic pedigree you've got how long have you been playing fpl for um when did i start i can't remember <laughs> 2010 2011 was my first season yeah and uh yeah just gradually grew my interest you know from there yeah, so so started twenty ten, kind of the uh, the Chelsea sort of dominating era, leading into the Man City era, and has it always been FPL that you've played, or uh, did you, you done things like the the Sun or anything else? Um, I did the Sun the year before I start. I um, started FPL because I, I hadn't heard of FPL at the time. Yeah, I'd only just started on my computer, really. So. Yeah, and, and some context for the listeners: who do you support? Uh, Manchester United. Ooh. Wow! Wow! Okay, I feel I feel <laughs> like um, as Arsenal fans, we can relate with the uh, you know the, the changes in your club and the lack of success in the league in recent years. At least I think you're probably beating us in trophies, but uh, that'll be an interesting <laughs> just, one. Yeah, just just about yeah, yeah. see what you make of them. Okay, well, well welcome, Sean. I'm really interested to, uh, to see how you're approaching the next game week. Iceman, we've got some uh, some great headlines. The top one, really shame to read this, is Pookie's party over. Number two, triple up on Chelsea. Number three, a Spurs assets done with. International break and what it might mean for game week nine. And is the game getting harder or are we just moaning because we're not very good at it? No, <laughs> is the game getting harder is number five. So some decent headlines, plenty of questions to dig into for the upcoming game week as well let's just begin with how we got on in our last game weeks if you can remember back that far guys uh, sean how did you fare? how did you fare um not too well really captain aguero that didn't turn out too well especially since i sat up you know sunday morning you know nervously hoping he'd start and <laughs> minute or so he was starting i thought oh brilliant you oh, know, yeah, what, what excited, possibly man. go wrong like, you know <laughs> And uh, with nothing, and then, and then, then also Mendy managed to. Uh, then obviously Mendy didn't get a clean sheet either. So yeah. uh, none of my players done anything. Uh, like in mm-hmm. the um, in the Norwich Villa game, I had McGinn, Cantwell, and Pukey going nothing between them. It's one of them ones. And then, and then he goes and scores. Is it a hat trick for Scotland McGinn? Yeah, 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 brilliant. <laughs> well, we know he's in form, just not for, in that game week for you. Um, actually, that's similar to uh, to Kane and uh, and Sterling of previous game weeks. 
Iceman, how did you fare? Um, I saved a chance for this week. I could have looked at the De Bruyne out and I thought, well, I'm going to hold on to him because if he's back after international, I actually went on the captain on Aubameyang and unfortunately he got nothing along with, I think the six other top captaincies this game week didn't actually get anything. So not really missed out on much there. And it has been, I have found out it's been the lowest scoring week since 2016, 2017. And the top 20 players, only one of them scored a goal, and that was Mane. So it's a pretty good week to have a, a bad week. So I only finished on 37 in the end. Again, just one above average. Keeping up with the consistency of just being Mr. Average this season. So, yeah, not too good, but I'm still, I still love my team. I've got two transfers now. I saved the transfers, so I've got some things to do this week. Much love for that team, Iceman. I, I too was a uh, Mr. Average this week. I got bang on 36, so I didn't drop too far, thankfully. Tactically, my decision to bring Mount back in has been working out for the last couple of game weeks. He scored six, then seven. Um, Lundstrom, I started and got a five off him. But like everyone else, major fails on the City front. That was that was huge. Uh, for anybody listening to the who listened to the Patreon podcast that we did extra, we sort of talked about this already. But yeah, City massively disappointing, huge shock. My other plus was Pope in goal, who has proved to be a really nice rotation with with Heaton so far this season. So I'm pleased about that. Well, where are you overall at the moment? You're doing still quite well. Where am I? Well, I'm 439k, so oh. not 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 wonderful, but out of seven million, you know, it's okay. My team's in a nice place, so we'll we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Where are you overall at the moment? Um, 331. I mean, that's um, 331 yeah. overall. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, that's 331 cases. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one, two, three, four, five red arrows in a row. No, yeah. uh, not not very good. I mean, the highest, the highest was only 92,000 um, this year. So onwards and upwards. Which is yeah, just been gradual little slips every week since then. Well, it shows how well you've started. If you've got five red arrows and you're still in the top 300k, that's decent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just outside. You want more. But, you want more. This is well, a man who to higher finishes. Just nothing Nothing much is going right, really. You know, I don't know. Every 50-51 seems to go wrong. None, none of my captains are uh, doing very well. Well, um, let's hope Let's hope that changes this week. And let's, yeah. see, let's see what you're thinking for this coming game week, because I'm sure you've got a few bits up your sleeve. So, Patreon, we've got to mention that. So, again, thank you for your continued support. Patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. We've had some new patrons join us this week. Hopefully they enjoyed enjoyed our extra podcast that we put up. So, we've got Alex Ball, Aaron Lagor, Carlos Carranza, Charlie Fadell, Mark Bissoni, David Jones, Dion Scott, all joined at the Prize League level and access to Patreon podcast. So, thank you for supporting us on that level, lads. Brendan Davison, Stuart Lee, Michael Van Harlem, Gabriel, Castellanos all joined at the Slack level and Ron Frost continues to support us at the highest tier of Patreon so thank you sir really appreciate your continued support that's patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery um, get involved in the uh, in the Slack channel in the prize leagues the Iceman is dishing out prizes left right and Chelsea <laughs> okay back to the FPL headlines chaps Pookie looked um, every bit a top level striker for the first few games of the season then Norwich just turned a bit naff so Alan Duffin has asked is the Pookie party over notorious FPL I got rid of Pookie Pie because of Norwich's poor form was it the right or wrong decision so can we validate notorious 
and KVIG FPL. Keep faith in Pookie or replace him with Callum Wilson. I like the idea of that. So let's get into this, Sean. First of all, what's your relationship been like with Pookie this season and how would you answer those questions? Well, I brought him in, I think it was game week three, so I just missed that art trick. And the only points I really had them were surprise points. Man City against Man City, but he's in my team at the moment, and I've decided. I think I decided to keep him at the minute. But he got he got a he got a brace tonight actually playing for Finland, which is um, quite reassuring. I mean, the thing is, if if I haven't got any money in the bank, if I had money to change him, I've got two transfers, and, and I can't really think I can change him without losing somebody I don't really want to lose, and I don't want to take a hit. I don't, I don't think it's right to take a hit to get shot of him. So if I had the money to change into Wilson, I'd probably do it. But I haven't got it. So is that, is that a case of you've got a player which has blanked three times? Is three times enough for you? Where you just think, right, I need to get rid is the, at his price. How have you based that in the past? Um, well, you got to keep. A, I keep always keep an eye on the fixtures that are coming up, and this fixture as well. I mean, Bournemouth away is not a bad fixture, is it? Because Bournemouth. Are, not that brilliant at defending, so you know, you, I, don't, I know he hasn't scored away yet, but this could be the game week for it, couldn't he, it? No, he, like, did, you know. he did score first game week against Liverpool, didn't he? Oh, yes, of course he did, yeah, yeah, that was away, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. And yeah, you're, oh, you are right, Bournemouth are terrible. I checked out their defensive stats, they are second worst at home for big chances conceded. But guess who they're second worst to? And it's Norwich, who's right yeah, up there. Yeah, so again, it might be like the Aston Villa game, a few goals in it, but you know, even if Bournemouth win and Norwich get a couple like you know there's a good chance that Puky going to get a good return isn't it yeah I, I think it's a case of Norwich's they've had a lot of injuries go their way haven't they so They've been affected by that quite a lot. I think they've had over 11 so far this season. So mm. obviously that's going to affect him in some way, the way that they play, the way they move the ball forward from the back. They need those players, like Zinnerman. And I know that uh, Campwell and Godfrey has been playing through injuries just because they've had so many. So yeah, that's obviously affect Puki in a bad way somewhat. I mean, like his stats have dropped off somewhat, but he's still had the same amount of big chances from the first four games in comparison to the last four games he's just played. So, yes, he's had more goals in those first four. Five to one, I think he scored in the last four. And, yeah, looking at the attempts, he's got 14 attempts to 10. So, uh, that's not too bad but he has had actually more touches in the last four game weeks than he did in the first four and more touches in the box so I don't know whether that means he's you know just taking a little bit too long to actually nail those goals uh, and I did actually have a look as well something which he's not really renowned for he created seven chances in the last four compared with the first four he's only created four but yeah those those injuries really have stricken Norwich somewhat and I do think They've got a couple coming back after this international. I think the international break may have done them some good to allow them to recover. That may help Huki as well. And as you mentioned, he scored two goals tonight. So it's not like he's he's lost his goal-scoring form. The the question about going to Wilson, I, I actually quite like that move personally. I don't know what you think, guys, but um, Bournemouth's next run of fixtures is very similar to, to Norwich's. So they've got, of course, they've got Norwich next. They then play Watford. They've got Man United at home who have not worked it out at the back yet. And then they play Newcastle away. So that's quite a nice run of fixtures. Norwich, however, in that time, obviously they play against Bournemouth. Um, they also play United, Brighton and Watford in that time as well. So similar fixtures. The question is, who is going to score higher? I mean, 
I think just if we're looking at form and potential for me, Wilson is actually more favourable out of those two. Yeah, I think you might be right. What's your what's your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, I, I prefer I would prefer to have Wilson, but I say I haven't I haven't got the money and I, and I don't really want to shift. I'm, I'm very tight at the moment with, with my structure, and there's no way I can sort of do that at the moment. I've, and I think if you're going to do it, um, this weekend's the weekend to do it. You know, after after this weekend, you know, then fixtures that's 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 probably the best fixture out of the way, isn't it? If you know what I mean, then you're cutting down that run then. Yeah, you, you can't get a better fixture than Norwich at home, I don't think. They are worse for shots, shots in the box, big chances, everything. Defensively, Norwich are the worst, including goals. They've got they've let in the most goals, 21 to 20. I think Watford have got. Yeah, Wilson would be... I see, I'm, I'm contemplating this myself. I ideally would like to keep Pookie because I still think he has potential and I still think there are goals in him, even in this game. It's whether or not this game week I do it I'm, I'm really kind of torn between it I mean like if you look at Pookie's stats in comparison uh, there was a there was a tweet by uh, FPL Flapjack actually it's just saying that he's blanked five times and so is the likes of Vardy but everyone's piling in on Vardy also Pookie's on 54 points Vardy's on 46 and then the XG for Pookie especially in the last four the XG for Pookie in the last four was actually more than the XG in the first four game weeks as well. So, you know, there is still potential there. This is why, I mean, I've got two transfers and I'm probably going to move Zinchenko out for like a lower price defender. It's whether or not I move Pookie out as well and go Wilson. But if you've got the money in the bank and it's an easy switch, I don't blame you for doing it. But I kind of want to see if patience is going to reward me here and just kind of hold on to it and then get that extra transfer for maybe next week. Yeah, so I think, there's, I think it's not as black and white as it might seem to get rid of Pookie at the moment if you've got other problems in your team to fix. But definitely the uh, the caving idea moving to Wilson could be uh, could be a good idea. I, th- I think I think they because there are so many other options in terms of Abraham, you know, Wilson quite consistent at the moment. Also, you've got maybe the less consistent Vardy Jimenez has come into the show now and Mope players like that there, there are options up front so this is why people are kind of getting trigger happy as well whereas at that price Pookie still I mean if, if you were to average it out I'm sure you'd be happy with the amount of points he scored on average per game week so far so that's that's a tricky one for me it's not it's not an easy decision this one no well our next our next headline so triple up on Chelsea might influence this for attackers in the same price range Luke Wilson has asked, um, could we triple up on Chelsea attackers with uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi starting and looking like great value? Started tonight for the England under-21s as well, if anyone uh, wants to take that into consideration. But yeah, look, looking great, Chelsea moving forward. Frank does seem to like blooding the, the homegrown talent. I'm presuming people are thinking about the likes of Mount, Hudson-Odoi and Abraham. Uh, although, you know, Barkley again scored a couple for England, so it'd be interesting to see... Uh, what the combinations are? Where, where do you where do you stand on this one, Sean? Well, I've tripled up on Chelsea already, but I've uh, Tamori, Mount, and Abraham. So that's that's my three Chelsea players. I'm quite happy with them. So I've no room for us in the door. But it's not a bad option. I don't I don't know about tripping up on one attack though. It's, it's one too many. Yeah, w- would you do that, or if you had the op- if you didn't have Tamori, would you give that as an option to go us in the door? Probably not. Because it's it's three players in the same team, and then when the you know if, if if they sort of go off form or all the fixtures sort of tighten up a bit, then 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 that's three, that's three there. You got to 
you, you know, you really have to use them all, but you know, it's a transfer eight you've got to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two, I can... two, two you can carry easy enough, don't you? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I can see why people are looking at this in terms of Hudson Doy as well as Mason Mount and Tammy because Chelsea are second for shots and second for shots on target on the season behind City, and yeah, that's no bad feat to be behind City. It's just the Hudson Doy shout. He's more. He's he's the golden kid, isn't he? He's had the two assists so far this season, um, and as mentioned on our Patreon pod by Stefan, he did have a good chance to score in the last game and absolutely fluffed it. So maybe he isn't as clinical as we want him to be. And I don't actually think if you look at him on FPL, you'll see that I don't think he's actually scored in the Premiership before. So I know he scored in a couple of cups and everyone was getting pretty hopeful about him. I'm just going to quickly double check that. Uh, yeah, so if you look at last season, only the one assist. The season before, barely got any minutes. Yeah, he's not actually scored in the Premiership yet. People have put a lot of hope into uh, hudson Doy. So I, I, I don't think there's a need to go early on him. I just think, yeah, wait until he looks good. Wait until he scores points and then bring him in. I know... He got into the areas mainly because Chelsea, are, you know, as we mentioned, they're obviously a really good attacking team this season. It's whether or not he can actually finish those shots as well. And I'm a bit unsure, a bit like Stefan said on our uh, other pod. You know, I'm a bit unsure whether or not he's, he's got that clinical side in him. So, yeah, it's a, it's a wait and see for me on him. But on Chelsea as a whole, if you want to go the likes of Tamori as well, I kind of don't see a problem with that as much. But Chelsea are still without Rudiger at the back. And I know Kante's had a muscle injury as well. So I'm a little bit wary about their defence still because they've always got like a ricket or something in them. Although saying that, I did look at the stats for Chelsea as well over the last four. Only 10 shots on target conceded. Liverpool are the only team to have done better on six. So there is for and against there in terms of they've not got Rudiger, they've not got Kante, but they are still producing pretty good stats. I, I don't see a problem going to worry. I'm just a, still a little bit wary of their defenders. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just add, I'll just add in from tonight's England under-21 game that I mentioned, uh, Hudson-Odoi did actually score twice. Oh, did he really? <laughs> a man in form. But he so, still yeah. hasn't scored in the Premiership. <laughs> Can't finish his dinner in the Premiership, but when it comes to the Carabao Cup or the under-21s, he's your man. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to another London side who we all adore. Are Spurs assets done with? Stu has asked, given Spurs' debacle and potential for rotation post-career international friendlies, would you switch Sean out before Watford at home? God, that's a, It's difficult. It's hard to imagine that we, at the start of the season, would have been saying, take out Tottenham assets before Watford. Yeah, difficult. Well, what do you think about this, Sean? Well, I certainly wouldn't switch him out. That's <laughs> a bit mad, isn't it? Of switching him out, unless, you know, we hear something that he's likely not to play or anything. But, I mean, that's a, that's a prime fixture, isn't it? I don't think I'd be bringing him in, but I certainly wouldn't be bringing him out. So is, is Watford, Watford so bad this season that we can say a poor Spurs can still do the business and get some decent points against them? Or are we just saying, Spurs, it's a blip and they'll be back to normal this week? I don't know. I think it's a, there's something there with Spurs. They're not quite right, are they? But um, I'm not sure they're actually going to hammer Watford. But you think they have enough to beat them? And they certainly need a need a good game, don't they? If you've got them, yeah. If you've got Kane, I wouldn't be removing. But, I, you know, Spurs are kind of in crisis at the moment, aren't they? They're, I think it's their joint worst Premier League record under Pochettino after eight matches. Yeah, not, not great. But 
yeah, you just know that they've got it in their back pocket somewhere. So that's why a lot of people are just holding on to them. If I had Son, I would be a bit wary because he is playing tonight, I believe. Whether or not he's going to get enough recovery time because what day do they play do they play on saturday yeah they play on saturday three o'clock whether or not he's just going to be an option for the bench i would be semi-tempted to remove him in some way but you know kane's gonna play so technically watford i would say is probably either the second or third best fixture at home so yeah you've got to keep i would even say that kane might be a captain option this week well, I think I'm Captain yeah, Kane of Adam. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, no, I was going to agree with you. I think, yeah, he's, he looks in good form for England. Some lovely link play through to Sterling yesterday. Yeah, he, he, and, uh, he's yeah. just dropping a bit deeper now, though, isn't he? That's the, that's he the overall problem. We, we've gone over this many times, but it's um, he's not quite hitting the form that we want him to be. Not playing false nine, Harry. Yeah. Okay, so with all the talk of the international break and Harry Kane, let's discuss what it generally might mean for game week nine. So you want to think about the health of KDB, Salah, Madison and uh, and Heaton, of course, as well. Iceman, have you got anything to report? Uh, yeah, just looking at um, premierinjuries.com. I mean, I think we know about KDB. We have had reports of seeing him in training. So I know that Pep said after the international break, he will be ready. It's not a big problem. Whether or not we believe Pep is another question, but we're all pretty hopeful. No one actually knows. I don't think anyone's going to actually find out. On Salah, he trains separately today from the rest of his teammates. So whether or not he's going to be in contention, that is another question mark. I know uh, De Gea's literally just got injured in tonight's game. So that might spur a lot of people on to keep Salah and just hope that he gets some minutes. Uh, Madison, he had an illness. So I think he should be fine, although he seems to be playing at the casino instead. Uh, I did look at, uh, I don't know much on Heaton. I think that he'll be okay. I think it was just an international break in injury. I'll tell you what I did find out from this particular headline is that I looked at the last international break and I looked at the kind of the teams who did well as they came back from the international break and it looked to be all the big hitters other than City. It looked like Pookie actually scored well. He got a goal and assist against City after the last international break. So he's just scored two. So hopefully he will be doing well as well. I looked at the dream team as well. Fabianski, Sergio Alderweireld, Tamori, Son, Mane, Gineppo, Buendia, Abraham, Wilson and Aubameyang. So you know, some big hitters there. Also Chelsea, I think Mount got a goal in the Chelsea's 5-0 win over Wolves. Obviously Mane got the two goals. I think Salah got the one goal as well. So it looked to be you know that break did help a lot of players other than the City assets, even though they did score two against Norwich so I would say that coming into this international break I am hoping that all the big hitters which didn't perform in the last game week are going to perform this week and I've got a lot of hope for this so there is a stake of allowing those players which have got injured pre-international break like the likes of some Norwich players as well uh, they might come back a little bit more refreshed. Nice good overview there Iceman have you got anything to add to that Sean? No, not really. <laughs> no, I think I think you summed it up quite nicely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Iceman, you need a segment for that website or <laughs> um, or somewhere. Oh, get the Iceman a segment. That's um, Ben Dinwey. He's come on here before, hasn't he? Or maybe you can get an apprenticeship with him or something. Yeah, or maybe. Okay, Ben, if you're listening, give the Iceman an apprenticeship. <laughs> okay, so next question. Yeah, interesting, this one. So is the game getting harder? So Alex Ball, is the game getting harder? And are we, as dedicated players, not adapting? With the plethora of info that's available to managers now, is it enabling players that take the game less serious to close the gap? Look at our mini-league. Only the top four in the 100k. 
I appreciate it's only early days, though. So is Alex Ball um, onto something, or is he just freaking out? <laughs> and uh, Lego Mane has asked, should we simply embrace the unpredictability in FPL? Well, that, that's the uh, the polar opposite in terms of mindset, isn't it? So is the game getting harder? What's your experience of this, Sean? Um, I think it's getting harder as such. I think we've had a load of freaky results um, this season so far. I think there's um, obviously there's a lot more information out there now, isn't there? So um, it's easier for other people to follow, and obviously FPL is getting more popular all the time. I know I've got a lot of friends that are um, they're catching right up with me in their ability. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, noticing that people may, may be catching up, and I think you're right. There's a lot more information out there now than there used to be. Twitter is is growing. Accounts are getting bigger all the time. You know, you've got Sky do a, a podcast and, a, and even a show on this now, don't they? So in oh, terms yeah. of awareness of FPL, I also think the there's nearly 7 million people playing the game this year. And I think the talent pool is growing as well, so to speak. I think in seasons past, I've noticed it's been like 4 million. Yeah. I know that's yeah, still that's a lot of people. Lot. 3 million extra people who all watch football, engage with the information that's out there. I, I definitely think that's adding to the uh, the challenge of this. I do, and I think that the last... I mean, this season, I've mainly gone for the big hitters, and they've not all performed. That's why I'm kind of down where I am. But looking at... Uh, there was a post by JBFPL on Twitter. He he put, like, the, the dream team of this week, and it was the likes of Foster, David Luiz, uh, Willems, Dunk, Teore, Milner... Mane, Hurahan, Longstaff, Wesley. So, and, so no one anybody's and, got. And Connolly, yeah. yeah. So, and then he, he compared that to their points, which they scored the week before. And this week, that team, if you, you know, without any captaincy, would have scored you 136 points. Last week, it would have scored you 16 points. So yeah. it shows you that there is a, an element of unpredictability to the to the FBL world. This is why this week has been quite low scoring. But, you know, Sean, you've been in it for a while and you've had a lot of good FPL finishes. So there must be something which you do regularly that other people don't as well. Because you're, you're still quite high as it is. Like You're not within the millions or anything. Like you're in 300,000, is it? So what, what do you think that you do, which you know, people should maybe do the same as or you, you would advise people to do to get, consistent records um, well I try and keep down the hits as much as possible for a start yeah uh, I don't think you can go chasing every bandwagon that's going like you know you got to I I, I I base my game much around the fixture ticker more than anything I, I look for look, look for streaks rather than you know who scored in the last game or whatever you know, and I think that's the way to play and it, and it and whoever it is, they're not going to score every week and that, that team is not going to keep clean sheet you, you will get a disappointment here and there but you just got to, you know, stick with what you believe in, really. Yeah, fair enough. Sticking to what you know, I suppose, is the key. Yeah, and I just wonder if, um, you know, some some seasons and some periods of the season suits the style of, you know, following stats and following the trends online. And then other periods, like we say last week, just don't. And those people who aren't following the trends and stats sometimes benefit from that. Yeah. And get a little boost. And then other times it will, will play to the stats' favour. So it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. So that brings us on to our feature guest opinion, The Iceman Argues. So again, for listeners who haven't heard this before, this is Sean's chance to go head-to-head against The Iceman for 90 seconds to uh, make a pitch that The Iceman will then try to disprove with his significant knowledge of the data, (laughs) the stats, the information. Sean, are you up to the challenge? 
Yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> 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 Rick you, you, you sound well up for it. <laughs> yeah. He uh, knows what's coming his way. Right, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to let you read your opening statement, and then if you want to go backwards and forwards with uh, responses. So, um, whenever you're ready. Is Tamori uh, better by than to in, to in you? See on, see on you, yeah. Sionyu, yeah, that's him. Well, no, you is better just because he's in a, a team which have only conceded seven goals this season. I think um, they've been pretty lucky just to concede goals. I think Chelsea would be the uh, better defence overall. Even though that they've got a better XG than Chelsea over the season? Yeah, but uh, so far maybe, but... I think Chelsea have been more more unlucky than um, than Leicester. Leicester second lowest for expected goals against in the league. Despite playing three of the big six in their first six. <laughs> well, with me, I, I had a choice of in that wild card couple of weeks, uh, two three weeks ago. I chose Tamori, and I'm quite happy with it at the moment. Yeah. One thing, one thing with me, I chose him mainly for the home fixtures because I don't tend to play him in the away ones anyway. As I have Alexander Arnold, not Amendi, so it's always one to go with that. They've also got Diop and Lundstrom back there, so I can pick and choose the fixtures. And just looking at it, I thought Chelsea was slightly better. Are you, are you scared of the uh, the rotation that tomorrow might go through? Whereas Sionyu, no rotation there. Sionyu is actually higher baseline BPS than. Tamori, and he's actually fifth for baseline bonus out of all the defenders. I mean. It's a very tight decision for me. And he has wonderful hair. Yeah. Time, gentlemen. That is 90 seconds. Been uh, quite quick. Yeah, it did quite, quite quick. Yeah. I remember him. I had, um, well, last year, I think it was three hit week or something like that. And, and I bought, I had Smeichel in goal. And I was quite confident. It gave me Leicester clean sheet. I think they're playing Huddersfield or some, somebody not very good. And then um, it's getting on. I was, I was all, all up for me clean sheet. And then Leicester give away a penalty and a swinge it, give it away. Uh, so I always, always remember that. <laughs> I never ever think of him. Good debate, chaps. Yeah, I like that. The uh, Again, the, the Sionyu name will always trip one of us up on the yeah. podcast. Sean, welcome to the uh, Pronunciation Club. We're going to talk about Ceballos later. Um, good debate, chaps. Let's see who uh, won. Uh, let's go to the polls on Twitter. Uh, let us know who won the debate. Was it Sean or the Iceman? So we're going to crack on with the rest of the questions now, chaps. So uh, Stefan has asked, what do the KDB sellers pre-Game Week 8 do now? Sky Player and FPL was actually said that's an easy one for him. He uh, KDB was valued at 9.5. He'll still be valued at 10s. So take the price hit and get back, get him back in. If you don't have the money, make a preparatory move and see how he goes and do it next week. So we've had some community response to that. Sean, what's your what's your position with KDB at the moment? Um, well, I I didn't have him in the first few weeks of the season. I got him in um, on my wild card, and of course that was the week he gets injured, wasn't it? So I made much luck, even though I got some points that week. It hasn't really gone to plan, but I have. I did keep hold of him. I have no intention of getting shot of him. But I, I see a lot of a lot of them um, switch to Sun, didn't they? So in that case, they might as well keep him this week and then reverse that one next week. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that it's it's tricky that you've only just got rid. There is a case that he might not start, but you do think that you know, City have lost the last two games that KDB has not started. So you almost can't really bench him if he's fit, can you? And yeah, City, they just look so much better with him. So Yeah, yeah I think he enhances the other, you know, your, your Sterling and your Aguero options as well. I mean, um, 
they notice them noticeably been quite poor, you know, when KDB have been playing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I think um, it's a difficult one. I was actually tempted to uh, take Salah out and put KDB back in this game week, but I'm, I'm kind of waiting on the injury news. Oh yeah, what, what's what's your thoughts on it? Are you going to move him back in? Well, I don't, I don't have a free transfer. I'm, I'm not going to take a minus four, but if if the news on Salah is sketchy, then I probably will go back to KDB because I think yeah. City. Well, we saw what happened last time they got beat, and they they rioted the next week, didn't they? So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to miss out on that again. If he's, do you think he'll? Do you think he'll definitely start, Iceman? Uh, no, I, I don't to think anything really I'm not actually sure whether he'll start or not if I'm just saying if he's completely fit then yes but you, we, I don't think we're ever going to know with Peps it's, it's really difficult and the thing is they do have Palace and it is away from home you know Palace have been doing pretty well at home this season believe it or not I mean they've, they've only conceded eight in eight and they've kept three clean sheets and actually third for shots on target conceded over the season so you know, they are defending pretty well at the moment so I wouldn't say that this is a game which you should be rushing to get those city assets back in I don't think they're going to do a Watford on us and score eight but you know I'm eating my words next week but I agree with uh, Sky FPL you know wait next week if you just can't if you're not able to get him back in straight away yeah I think that's a nice suggestion okay Alan Duffin with Allison on the way back I need to swap out Adrian for a new keeper what are the panel's thoughts on Ramsdale of Bournemouth well I'm, I'm just going to kind of come in first been very impressed with him this season and I listed their fixtures earlier, Bournemouth, and I think you know that the teams they're playing against none have particularly good attacking pedigree at the moment. So I would like Ramsdale, particularly in a rotation um, with another keeper. Be interesting to know who else Alan has got, but I'm really pro that move. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. What is he? Four point five. I think I'd probably rather take on uh, yeah, Luis's outs and Gazaniga's in so maybe Spurs to turn it around like Bournemouth do have as I mentioned earlier they've got the second worst defence for shots you know shots on target etc so to Norwich so, so I wouldn't do it I never have faith in Bournemouth's defence just the question you there, Ice Man, on a minute that they Spurs have let in six goals in three games. Still, you still oh, yeah. fancy that? I, I would just rather Watford fancy. Home, I I'd rather fancy anyone else over Bournemouth. I think is the case on that one. Not really necessarily Spurs. I think I'd probably rather go Gazaniga over Ramsdale. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, Sean. What's your, what's your thoughts? Um, I've had Bournemouth keepers before, and I never had any success with them. I, I wouldn't go anywhere near them. No matter what the fixtures were. <laughs> fair enough. Okay, well, panel, panel divided there. That's fair enough. Alan, um, I, I think I'm two to one down here. But uh, if he keeps a clean sheet, then I'll be quietly smug. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Mad Hatter, a tale of two cities. Uh, this isn't the ending, by the way. This is, this is Mad Hatter's question. Um, are Man City being found out defensively this season? I've held, out on, I've held on to Mendy. Is this as big a mistake as I think it is? City has still got a decent defence. A lot of people are moving away. It's just because when they do concede chances, it just seems to be big chances. But they are like the lowest in the last four for shots conceded still. It's still the same thing. They keep the ball. So there's it's not it's gonna always be difficult for the other team to make decent chances. But yeah, they did make three glaring errors that led to three one on ones in the last game and 
Yeah, they weren't quite firing at their best. I mean, like in terms of attack, I don't think there's any room to panic. They were still creating a fair amount of chances. But Cancelo was playing as well. He lost the ball um, that led to the first goal. So maybe he should be out of the team. Maybe that does bring Zinchenko back in. Maybe that shores them up a little bit more. I know that Pep did have faith in him at the start of the season and towards the end of last. So maybe he's going to put that back in Zinchenko because of what's happened in, in the last game. And yeah, who, who knows? But... Yeah, Mendy, he's he's been injured, so I I would get rid just to the base on the fact that he's just not ready yet, is he? Well, I'd just go out on Mendy or nobody really. City City defence. I think without Mendy, you always got a chance he he might pop up the with a set piece goal or something anyway. But um, they they're, they're not they're not looking that brilliant in defence. It's, it's, they're more prone to the counter attack, aren't they? This season, I think that's 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 their problem. Like they are literally bottom for shots conceded in the last four, even above Liverpool, who's on 35, they're on 31. But their big chances are nine big chances conceded to Liverpool's three. So, yeah, it is telling me the big chances that they're conceded, even above Arsenal for big chances conceded. And that's saying something. OK, let's go on to our next question. So, uh, Mark M. Bison has asked, is it just me or do Leicester have statistically one of the bluntest attacks in the league? Interesting question. Um, well, yeah, I quite agree with that, really. They're, um, I think they're a bit overrated in attack. Oh, Vardy's a good player. I mean, he always get a goal here and there. There's more counter-attacking stuff with Vardy, isn't there? It's, it's the same old goal all the time. And uh, Madison, he has a lot of shots, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not looking to bring him in. I've got him in Sky. I think he's, 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 he's more of a, what I call a Sky player. You know, we don't use so many chances on your on your midfielders, uh, mid price midfielders in Sky. You can sort of stick him in there, and if he gets something, it's more of a bonus. Rather than FPL, you've got to change. You more tend to change him around and follow the fixtures. But I don't think I'll be going Madison. Mr. Consistent type of player, isn't he? But Leicester as a team, I do think people are piling in on them just out of blindness, just because of those fixtures. I mean, looking at their XG over the season, they're like one, two, the seventh worst. It's, it's not brilliant. You know, teams like Villa and Everton and West Ham, Wolves, all above them. So, yeah, there is part of me which thinks that as well. Obviously, Vardy, not a stats man. He can get it from anywhere. And he's on penalties, etc. But, you know, is he better than Tammy or Wilson? I don't think he is. I don't even think he's better than Pookie. Difficult price, know. isn't he, as well, Vardy? Yeah, difficult price as well. I mean, Madison, he scored in the box, which is a bit of a rarity for him in the last game. Uh, he, the thing is, he's more of a chance creator. And in the last four, he's only actually created four chances. So he does seem to be shooting more. Obviously, he's on set pieces. And he's more of like a, a steady Eddie Madison whether or not this illness or you know, casino illness is affecting him, yeah, we we don't know. I think we do have to slightly think about you know, the Rebecca Vardy and the Colleen public feud. Is that going to impact Jamie Vardy, his form? I do think that again we need to think about. Nice the, man, for, the, for those of us who for those of us who don't read OK magazine, could you just summarise <laughs> the uh, just briefly summarise what the public feud consists of? <laughs> Yeah, in the OK magazine, it said that um, Colleen Rooney had her Instagram completely private and only allowed Rebecca Vardy to view it. And then there were stories being released to the sun. So she knew it was Rebecca Vardy. So Colleen Rooney posted on either her Instagram or Twitter or somewhere just saying, just calling her out. And then Rebecca Vardy came back at her with... Uh, I can't believe you've done this. I think someone's been hacking my account. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, there seems to be a bit of a rift between the wives, and it's quite funny. So, 
Okay, so I'm just going to clarify that Iceman was correct there. I'm just going to bring my wife into this. Louise, can we confirm what the Iceman just said about the Vardy story is correct? Yes, it is. Well played, Iceman. <laughs> a woman who reads okay, I'm massively generalising, going to get hate for this, has just confirmed that the Iceman knows his gossip. I do indeed, yeah. Well, I was all over Twitter. You, can't, you couldn't miss it, really. Could you, Sean? You knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on Twitter without seeing it, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Sean doesn't care for any of that. <laughs> Sean's too busy trying to win FPL. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, let's put nice bit of fun there. Let's move on to the Scouse Mouse question. I keep hearing of people using their triple captain. Am I wrong to think it's absolute madness to uh, to not use it on a player with two matches in one game week? Scouse Mouse, I am with you there. We had someone in our mini league actually use a bench boost this week. Um, it got them 30 points, and I wouldn't say they were. Uh, particularly obvious players. So, um, yeah, people throwing their chips in there, are they getting lucky? Is it tactical? Iceman, what, what, what do you feel about well, this? Well, yeah, he, he's top of our league, isn't he? And he, I don't know how he's doing it, but he had McGovern and he gets nine points from conceding five goals. And then he's got IU, Dunk, and who else is it? see on you. But yeah, that's ridiculous playing. But with the, um, the chips, Sean, I'm going to ask you first on that one. What's your thoughts on the... Uh, Triple captainship. Are you mainly a, a two matches in one game week? I think that's where I am. Yeah, I just lock them away to the end of the season. So those little little game weeks, you know, where they all mm. come in one after another, really, don't they? Yeah, you've got to hit real luck to really predict that someone's going to score big. I mean, who would have thought that Sterling's going to get a hat-trick in the first game week? No one really would have thought that, would they? I mean, if they did, then they're just really lucky in some ways. It's, it's difficult to predict. It's the same as captaincy, isn't it? You want to spread that risk as much as possible, and over two game weeks, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Over, totally two, match, over two matches, sorry, not two game weeks. Okay. Um, another question about a keeper. Ryan over Pope for the next three matches. So, um, Sean, you didn't like Bournemouth's keeper. Where, where do you stand on Ryan? Um, those three matches are all right, but it's not very good after that, is it? But um, I, I I just set and forget with um, I, I don't I don't I haven't don't, don't do rotating keepers. I just set and forget, and I've got Pope, and I'm quite happy with him really. I would I, would, I certainly wouldn't go swapping Ramby keeper. I think it's a bit of a waste of a transfer that one. Yeah, you're not going to get that many points there from your keeper. It's hard to again hard to predict whether or not you're going to get anything from, from Ryan over Pope. So, yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm sticking with Pope. I mean, just looking at the kind of stats over the season, though, Pope is winning in terms of Fantasy Football Scout comparison. Four key stats to Ryan's two. Although Ryan is beating Pope by three points so far, just based yeah. on the bonus points. Yeah, it's, it's not much of a difference there. I don't think you're going to you know, get ma- major hauls there. I think you're just wasting a transfer if you do do that. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, just Gabrielle has asked, Hi, fellas, can you please discuss different ways of investing in the front line? Aubameyang, Vardy, Wilson, Tamia given. So I think they're looking for different investment strategies in the forward line. Sean, what's your combination at the moment? Uh, I've got Aguero, Pukki and Abraham. I'm quite happy with that. It's, 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 it's a toss-up, really, between Aguero and um, Sterling. But if I lost Aguero, I could I could put Sterling in. Then I'm looking at around about a six million striker in the place I've got McGinn at the moment. So I'm quite happy with Aguero. I think you know Aguero, especially when they're Man City home games, he is the best captain option. If you if you could wildcard now, what would your front three be? Um, probably Abraham Wilson, 
Maybe Aguero, if, maybe I try, maybe try to get Aubameyang in. Maybe that's the game early. But then if Tom I put Sterling back into midfield, and I got trouble keeping older Salah, like you know, and I, I don't know if it's worth messing around, taking him out for a few weeks, and putting him back in again. What's your thoughts on Aubameyang then? Oh, I'd like to have him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's so difficult with the budget this year. I mean, um, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to really sacrifice uh, De Bruyne or or, or or say take your Liverpool attacker out for a few weeks and um, I, I don't know I mean the, th- the thing is with um, Arsenal's decent fixtures they basically mirror City's decent fixtures so you, if you're going to go with Batman you really want to go the whole hog and captain him instead of your Man City guy don't you you know there's no point in having him else yeah, and as mentioned on our Patreon podcast, Arsenal not really creating all the chances at the moment. Only two shots on target in the last game. But Aubameyang always looks really good. He did hit the post yeah. from that one chance that he got given. They're just so unreliable, so erratic, Arsenal. So even with the good fixture, it is still hard to predict. And we seem to go through games and Emery does whatever he does. And yeah. some <laughs> sort of tactics where we either play good for like 30 minutes and then completely rubbish the, the next half or the other way around like it's very difficult I mean Aubameyang is brilliant I mean Lacazette mm. will be back after the international break which could push Aubameyang out wide will, will that affect him negatively a lot of people have said that that he, you know, he's better down the middle but he does like playing with Lacazette. He has said that, and he he has moved out there to compensate for it. But he's he's still third for attempts on goal for forwards in the last four. You know, that's 30 minutes per chance as well. So he's always going to get some sort of chance, even if Arsenal aren't really creating. So I'm uh, considering the captaincy on him for this week. But if we're going back to uh, that question, what was that question in the end? Um, if I'm going back to the question of uh, you know different ways of investing in the front line, Totally depends on your team. It totally depends on who you've got in your midfield and how you've structured your team. Right, chaps, I'm aware that we've uh, answered a lot so far, so we can fit everybody in. We're going to have a bit of a quick fire round with these questions. Uh, So uh, fairly brief answers. Nikhil has asked, Aguero or Sterling to pair up with KDB, Sean? Um, Well, I've got Aguero, but there's there's nothing much in it. It it, it depends on your forward setup, really. You know, I mean... You know, it's, it's either a, probably end up with another six or seven million uh, midfielder or six or seven million striker, don't you? Whichever way you go, I think Guerrero's a better captain option. So, okay, a nice man. Yeah, um, I would go Sterling. I just think that he's going get, to get more minutes. I, I mean, we, we've probably discussed this to death in terms of who to go for. It's either or. You can choose either. You, you're not going to get it wrong. Just go with what you feel and don't base it on mainly what other people feel. It's a, more or less a 50-50, that one. I just think that Sterling's going to get more minutes. And I just think that there's more goals in him to come, especially as he's blanked quite a lot recently. It means that he's due the other thing on that, I think um, Aguero is better at home, and, that, and that's the games you're going to captain him in. That's true. Which is quite important. Yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, James Quaralt has asked, had planned to sell Haller, but is the kind of player who we should be keeping the faith in. Not too expensive, low ownership, good fixtures, plays for an attacking team and is quietly ticking along. He is quietly ticking along. I do think it's a question mark. I, do, I think it depends who you haven't got in your team. I mean, if you haven't got the likes of Abraham, who just seems to be flying in a Chelsea team that's playing really well, then I would probably make that move. Yeah, there are a few options in terms of Callum Wilson as well and yeah, Guerrero. So there are some options flying around, even Leicester with their fixtures. But whether or not you need to make other changes elsewhere in your team, I wouldn't directly do 
do that. I would, I would fix your other team first, then go to your striker. No, I don't think there's any panic to get shot of him, that's for sure. Mm. Well, you got a couple of nice ones coming up. Okay, um, Joff Holt abandoned Liverpool for the next four weeks. Not for me, Sean? No, not for me. No, not completely. I mean, I, I have effectively abandoned them for in terms of Salah. I, I brought in Aubameyang for Salah and it currently is working. I'm still scared every game, so yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily do it. I do think that we'll, we'll be looking to bring in the Liverpool defence into our team soon. I think we'll be looking to double up again and I've still got that double up, so kind of happy with it at the moment. Okay, Noob FPL um, asked the same question about ditching Liverpool for the next five game weeks and they've said is it too late to bring Callum Wilson in my team I think we've generally covered that question and the question about the City trio so I think we were pro Callum Wilson yeah yeah so let's move on to a quick one for you chaps here Jerome Kashiap has asked best rotating goalkeepers Gazanija Iceman your, your two rotating keepers uh, I just have the one keeper at the moment. I just got Pope and it's sit and forget. So, I mean, if you're looking at rotating, there's no reason why you can't go Pope. And even the likes of Gazaniga, or if you're that way inclined, then Ramsdale at Bournemouth. They seem to have uh, some good fixtures coming up. <laughs> I, I, I can't even begin to tell you what, what's going through my mind right now. Uh, Sean. <laughs> well, the best one that rotates with Gazaniga is the Arsenal goalkeeper, isn't it? But um, Brighton. I'm just going to look at the ticker here. Brighton doesn't rotate too bad with Tottenham. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's half a million wasted back there if you rotating goalkeepers really. Yeah. Same boat. Yeah, I, st- I still think um, Pope's really nice in a rotation just because he gets a lot of save points and Burnley can be very solid at the back, so I'd have him as one, definitely. Uh, Jeff Holt, which two of three would you have? T- TAA, Sterling, Aguero... A replacement for players not picked would be as follows: uh, Burn, Son, and Vardy. It'd be TAA plus one. TAA plus probably Aguero. Maybe, maybe Sterling. I don't know, but TAA plus one. Okay, I one of the city guys. Yeah, I agree with Sean there. Yeah, TAA is yeah. probably the best defender in the game, and then you can pick and choose between the other two. Yeah, agree. TAA was nearly on for three bonus until the goal uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I probably say. Aguero, but it's yeah, Aguero at the moment. Yeah, Iceman, you have earned a wee break. Thank God for that. Let's take a break. Back in a mo. Right, be right back. So, welcoming back the Iceman from his usual break. Thank you. So, Mikel Tottenham's algorithm. So, this is what the algorithm has suggested for the Iceman this week. Uh, with no serious issues, at least in his FPL life, spending two free transfers in general isn't advisable for the Iceman. Uh, with one single transfer, the best available move among offensive assets are hardly positive at all still. Iceman's assets are generally good to go. In defence... He still holds Inchenko, which the algorithm is seeing is a huge problem. Defensive assets are falling behind in BCV compared to his mids and forwards at the moment. So the Iceman, you've got some work to do at the back there, haven't you? I do, yeah. I think I might do the Sinchenko move as well. So yeah, the recommended move is Zinchenko to Tomori or Sionchu. I might do one of them. 
Uh, and after that debate, be very interested. Do you know what? If you go for Tamori after that debate, um, that would be funny, wouldn't it? That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, the same as if one of us put the uh, the Bournemouth keeper in this week. Uh, a double alternative would be to drop Robertson and Dendonka for Madison and Sionchu, but I prefer to keep the two transfers. Yeah, I agree with you, Mikael. Yeah, I, I don't really like that going balls out on Esther when you've got Robbo at the back already. So if you want to get involved in the transfer algorithm, take advantage of Mikael Topman taking the thinking out of FPL for you. Patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. <laughs> We're also partnered with Fancy Football Hub, who've been given the exclusive, they've given us the exclusive uh, offer we've spoken about previously, Surgery 10. If you go to fancyfootballhub.co.uk, get yourself 10% off entering the code Surgery 10. Take advantage of all the goodies over there. Uh, we're also partnered with FPL Doodles on Twitter. So at FPL Doodles 1, some brilliant stuff, really talented artists uh, capturing the best and worst of me and the Iceman's features and, uh-huh. and the main uh, talking points of the game week. Yeah, I haven't sent in the headlines actually. I'll do that now. <laughs> send in the headlines. Get, get that man sketching. Yeah. Get him sketching. Um, right, transfers and captains. We've got a question from John here. What's Sean's method going forward for picking his captain? Sean, divulge pick, us all the information you can. Picking me captains. Well, I'll just have a look at um, the goal scorer odds, really. It's goal scorer odds and, um, and Mikel's tables. I always have a quick look at Mikel's tables. Yes, I've seen in Mikel's tables that Aubameyang is quite high this week. In fact, he's second to Kane. Well, I ain't got him. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be Aguero this week, I expect. Maybe Abraham, I don't know. Yeah, Iceman, where are you standing this week? It's tricky for me this week. I do have Abraham, and he seems to be the highest picked on all the polls and whatnot, and people seem to be ranting on about him. But I am very tempted by Aubameyang away to Sheffield. I know everyone's going to frown at me for this and go, why are you doing that? That's ridiculous. You know, Sheffield are obviously good at home. Uh, you know, whether or not they are, I'm not sure. They, they are third behind Norwich and Watford for big chances conceded in the last four game weeks. So, yeah, they are a promoted side as well. Arsenal can be a good team. Maybe this is the chance after the international break to, to pull it back. And if you're looking at you know, shots conceded at, at home alone, they've conceded 20, which is the same as Bournemouth. So, yeah, it, there is some statistics which is saying that I should I should go Aubameyang. He is always going to get a chance. You know he is. So he's just a very consistent scorer, and I can see some points there. I can see some points in terms of Abraham as well. Like, yeah, Newcastle, they can concede quite a lot but they can hold teams out as well they did do it to Liverpool they, they held them for quite a lot of that game they definitely held out Spurs as well so there is a potential for Newcastle to to do that to Chelsea so I, I'm tempted by both of them but at the moment it's on Aubameyang I could switch to, to Abraham it could be either and my chance of this week I'm undecided so it's not easy i think i'll definitely be removing zinchenko um and i think i'll be bringing in Sionyu. Uh, i have been tempted by pookie out for wilson just based on i think the next few fixtures wilson's going to do really well like you said but i do kind of want to keep face from pookie and maybe I, i'll need that transfer for something else uh, next week so i'm undecided on that i could even keep zinchenko seeing that cancelo didn't play that well in the last game and mendy's still out he probably might keep his spot and crystal palace are one of the worst for attacks at the moment so there's a lot in the air for transfers but 
and also the same for captaincy. So sorry if I'm not clear. I will let I will let everyone know on our Slack. So if you want to come in, get on our Slack. Nice ice man. Yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult one to to shout this week, isn't it? In terms of my transfer, I'm I would like to actually roll one over to the following week. So the uh, the re-addition of KDB isn't too painful. It all really depends on what happens with Mohamed Salah for the weekend. Uh, Campwell, I know, injury question mark as well. So there's a little bit of work I might need to do there. So I'm really not sure, to be honest. But my captain, I'm going to stick with uh, Sergio Aguero. Just I fancy City to come back against uh, Palace this week and do the business. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what moves are you making this week? Um, Well, I've actually got two free transfers. And I don't really know what I'm going to do, really. Um, I've, I've looked at a few combinations and nothing... I really like, but I've I've got Salah, De Bruyne, and Cantwell all flagged here. But um, hopefully, De Bruyne's okay. He's been seen training. I won't take. I won't remove. The only player I remove Salah for would be Mane. But I don't really want to do that. So I, I might just. I might just lose Cantwell down to four 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 point four. Something like it. It just gives me more money in the bank because I think I probably want to move McGinn on next week. So that's why I want to keep two transfers. It gives a uh, a more scope on that one, but there's there's nothing else I really need to fix him. It's good to be in barely any problems, isn't it? I wish I could roll roll that one over as well, really. (laughs) If only you could keep doing that. eh? Nicer nicer problems to have. Okay, so before we leave you, let's go for the FPL surgery out the surgery Patreon League. In third place, we've got Colm Donnelly. Second, Silas Bartlett, and first place we've got FPL Flapjack flying high with 494 points absolutely and nailing it this year FPL. nailing it the Flapjack and uh, we've got our public mini league so if you would like to join this the code is CCCJK2 the prize is an FPL surgery goodie pack at the end of the year so in 10th place we've got Dan Fren Fren Fen. in ninth, we've got Ed Salinger 8th Reese Moffat 6th uh, seventh rather is Kevin Allen. Sixth, Ashis Nayak. Fifth place, Oivan Boons. Fourth, we've got Halstein Stabo. Third place, Ian Ross. Second place, Evan Guest. And first place, Tom Tony Horn uh, with 526 points. You're absolutely nailing these names lately, brother. Yeah. What is going on? How are you I, doing? I, I, I actually think we're going to get some complaints after some of those. Oh, but, good. Uh, I'll look wait to hear the feedback. Okay, so let's see, uh, Sean, your top three picks for this week and top three differentials. Cool. Um, Callum Wilson, Kane, and maybe Abraham. Tell me Abraham. Different differentials? Uh, maybe Neil Morpé, Brighton. Oh. A few good ones coming up. Yeah, I like that. Jimenez. Bolly, you know, I think you know Wolves could just start to turn it around if they're differentials. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people are looking at Bolly actually. He got four goals last year. I think some of his yeah. goals were a bit fluky though. But yeah, good fixes, goal threat, bonus point magnet. I, I, I wouldn't mind switching on to him at some point uh, soon because I got I got D up. I'm not particularly happy with him at the moment because especially with he got a couple of nice fixtures coming up, but with Fabianski gone there. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have picked him if I knew Fabianski was going to be out. Is is that Europa League, which is the problem of Bolly? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. That, that's what kind of steered me away. That's why I'm looking at seeing on you instead. Mm. I like that chaps. Yeah, some good suggestions in there. Iceman, do we have any sexy thoughts this week? We do. Uh, here are sexy thoughts. Your 
sexy with sexy thoughts this week's sexy thoughts goes out to remembering the things that you used to love when you were young and for me that's skateboarding i never stop loving it i never stop skating i'd skate once a week once every two weeks even once a month but now i'm right back into it i've rediscovered the love rediscovered the passion that i had when i was a child and when i was a bit younger and talking to friends and stuff about it too brings back great memories really good fun it's all positive and the five-year-old daughter's even getting into skateboard with me, and she's really loving it. She's loving the way that she can push herself and test herself, which is what I loved about it. I love the camaraderie. You got something like that you used to get into when you were younger, you know, collecting things, bike riding. Just revisit it. Revisit it and have fun. You Skateboarding is exactly what me and you used to do, Billy. We did. Remember we did. that? Down, down, down on the seat pump. What, what deck did you used to have? Uh, mine was a blind deck. I think yours was a reaction, was it? It was a blueprint. A uh, blueprint. Oh, God, blueprint. I can't remember that. Yeah, Two moderately ones. priced, great pop. Yeah, over the, your, those stacked decks. Yeah, yeah. Stacked decks, yeah. Many, many a fun time has had skateboarding with me and the Iceman. Lovely, <laughs> lovely uh, trip back down memory lane from Brett there. Um, makes me think of collecting uh, Premier League football stickers, <laughs> which is why I know really pointless facts about older players. So... <laughs> Yeah, sorry about you, that. Anyway, you still do that, don't you? I actually do, yeah, I actually do. So, um, wise words from the uh, the great man himself there. A little bit of a preparation for next week. We've got Luke from Fancy Football Scout, a.k.a. Disable. He is coming on, looking forward to having him on. Definitely. One final question or more of a comment from Mad Hatter Iceman. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this. There are more life forms living on your skin than uh, there are people on the entire planet, more so on the Iceman. Yeah, apparently that's a fact, he tells me. So does that mean you're, like, diseased, or what? what's he what's he poking out there? I, I think he's mocking me, but he's, he's giving a, a clear fact on, on that one. But yeah, a bit, bit of a flannel. Bit of a flannel. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, okay. So uh, thank you for that once again, Mad Hatter. More from you in just a moment. Um, I want to thank our guests for joining us this week. Sean? Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Um, now, with, with the pedigree that you have in FPL, um, if people wanted to chat all things FPL with you, ask you questions, or generally just just follow your progress, is there a social media outlet that you would encourage people to go to, or do you want to be left alone? Um, why don't we get on Twitter? I'm on Facebook, aren't I? You know, in the uh, in the in the Facebook groups, transfer up, um, fancy football heads, or um, unfiltered. So basically, just just join all like the big community groups, and you you'll see uh, you'll find Sean in there. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm on there, but I, so I don't I don't do a lot on Twitter. It's not for everyone, for sure. Okay, um, yeah, great to have you on board, Sean. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Some great insights there. Thank you. Um, so, in te- the, the usual, uh, any other business? Okay, so just uh, final bits as usual. Uh, my wrap up of how you can get in contact, and I'm going to do it in a completely different order, just to spice up the end of the podcast. So you can follow us uh, by listening on iTunes. And if you do that, please rate the podcast, give us a comment and some feedback, constructive, uh, all is received. That helps us to be more visual to people searching for a good listen in the FPL community. You can email us, infofplsurgery.com. We're all on the, the main um, social media accounts, so Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitter at FPL Surgery. You can go to our website, fplsurgery.com, teeming with life and activity. You can join our mini league on CCCJK2. And of course, if you want to join our Patreon mini league, patreon.com forward slash FPLsurgery. Many prizes to be won. Many, many prizes, which I've got to say. Many prizes. 
Melly which Iceman has a has a backlog of postage. Post office um, so tomorrow. Iceman, we've got through the international break. Uh, we've got through another podcast. We're heading into game week nine. We're a quarter of the way through the season so far already. Are there is there any any advice you can give the listeners as they navigate through these dark and stormy waters as the nights close in and doom becomes impending uh, with the winter months approaching? Um. No. Okay, great. Well, good luck with your game weeks. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. Up the pod. Sean, you have to say up the pod. Up the pod. <laughs> up the ruddy podcast. Up the ruddy yeah. podcast. The end of the pod, which involves... Mad Hatters, Alexa's Afterthoughts. Alexa, give us your thoughts, you over-engineered can of tuna. I wouldn't bother with pathetic insults, Mad Hatter. I don't engage in mental combat with the unarmed. So, back to business. Last game week was a shower of shite on every level. Choosing a captain who actually scores points this season seems to be harder than leaking a story about Colleen Rooney without being caught with your panties down. International break has shown us once again that England are about as reliable as a cheesecloth condom. However, you can rely on your previous FPL captains to fill their boots in these games. Toss pots. Well, that's enough from me. Good luck everyone for the next game week, even you Mad Hatter. And remember, it's better to let someone think you're an idiot, than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. I hate you. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, so, Mikel Tokvam's algorithm last week. Oh no, I've bugged up all the <laughs> Don't do last week. So, Mikel Tokvam's algorithm. So, this is what the algorithm suggested for the Iceman this week with no serious issues, at least in his FPL life. Spending two free transfers. Uh, is in general not advisable to the Iceman with one single transfer, the best available move among offensive assets, um, are hardly positive at all. Still, um, mm, <laughs> didn't flow, did it? Uh, it didn't. Uh, hold on. So, what does that say? Still, among your. With one single transfer, the best available move among offensive assets are hardly positive at all, still. As your assets <laughs> are good to go. <laughs> so that's... Okay. Oh, funny. Uh, uh, try I'll, again? I'll stop this. International game week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I screwed that up. I meant break week. That's okay. Start again. That will do, pig.